Welcome to another episode of You Do What? This is your host, Cindy Aravina. This week, my guest is comedian Carlos Delgado. You can find Carlos at Ceviche Papi on both Instagram and Twitter. That's spelled C-E-V-I-C-H-E-P-A-P-I. And if you want to see his upcoming shows, check out ComedyDelgado.com. This week, Carlos and I talk about his morning ritual of smoking weed and drinking coffee together every day. Hope you enjoy. All of this is like, oh, I'm a liar. Yeah. Oh. But, but not anymore so much. Oh, oh, is that? Okay, well, let's get into Okay, so we're going to talk about your morning ritual. Yeah, so I have a daily ritual. Mm-hmm. What is the name of this podcast? It's I called s- You Do What? I said it earlier. Yeah, you did it earlier. I know. It's <laughs> so I, I just need, I need a fr- No, I'm not acting dumb. I need, oh, okay. I, need, I need a frame of reference. Okay, got it. So then I'm in the, and then I know what I'm doing. I, I'm sorry I called you acting dumb. <laughs> oh, no, no. You're not, you're welcome. So anyways, <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, when I was, uh, so I'll tell you about this. When I was 26, I started smoking pot professionally. Nice, nice. Uh, I was a late bloomer when it came to it. First and time ever at 26? No, the first time when I was like 13 with, like, my, with like fucked up uncle and cousin. Uh-huh. And then I, uh, I got so baked, I forgot how to sit down. <laughs> so that was cool. But then uh, they kind of gave up on it because it was like uh you know, my parent, my mom was like, that's for losers, that's for losers. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, I just want to put this out there. If you're a Latino and your mother or father says, oh, you know, you don't smoke pot, you know, it is un marihuanero, just like your, <laughs> uh, my, you know, my brother or your uncle. Guess what? It wasn't pot. They were doing coke. Do you understand? <laughs> Nobody fucking starts bar fights when high on weed. It's because they were all on coke and they smoked the joint on the side just to keep it mellow. All right. That is so true. It is fucking true. Definitely have a tío that was into coke, and my mom thinks just all drugs. All are, drugs are bad. Guess yeah. what? Just coke. Just coke is real 100% bad. Hundred percent, not and, good. And heroin. People don't do heroin or meth. No, they don't do that anymore. I think that's past. Uh, okay, it's, it's past say now. It's out of vogue. Yeah. Okay. It's and I read vogue. Good. Good. Uh, spelled V O G E. So. Uh, <laughs> It's your own zine. It's my own zine. Yeah. Oh, you heard about it? Yeah, yeah. I printed it myself. I got my own printing press, just like Johannes Gutenberg. Uh, so I started smoking pot when I was 26. Uh, my first time was in Seattle, Washington. I was doing some shows there. And uh, I actually got some breath mints from mm. like THC breath mints, and it changed my world. I had like two 10 milligram THC breath mints. I was in Seattle just for a day doing shows and like going to the aquarium because that's mm. what I do. I was living great there. aquarium there, dude. The otters, both kinds, river and sea. Yeah, <laughs> out of this world. So, uh, so I was up in Seattle for just a day, and I, I had it was morning, and I went to a dispensary first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. and I got these mints in a joint. Ate the mints, took a took of the joint, walked so high into Seattle proper. Found my way to the first Starbucks ever, mm-hmm. right? Completely embarrassed myself, but ordered my coffee. And I just <laughs> sat down. What kind of coffee did you get? Just medium or grande Pike Place roast. Okay, great. It's at Pike Place. Yeah, it's it's the it's the Pike Place. They have the brown logo still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. And then I have like a whole bit about it. I'm doing stupid shit, but I won't. I won't. I won't do that here. All right? <laughs> this is this is real talk. Yeah, this is conversation. All right, we're gonna save the bits <laughs> for other times. Ha 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 ha. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so I had, I had a coffee and then I sat down and I was like really baked and I had a coffee on an empty stomach and it kicked in real hard mm-hmm. and I just felt for the first time in a very long time, just like at peace. Mm-hmm. And that's what I started doing every day. Every morning I wake up, I roll a joint or I fill a bong, 
bowl. I hit it, not to crazy excess, just a couple of tucks. Yeah. Uh, I go, I come downstairs, I make fresh coffee, mm-hmm. and I sit down, and I just enjoy that for a moment. Every morning I do that. Since you were 26? Since I was 26. I'm 30 now, so it's four years of that. You never skip a day? Never skip a day. Wow. Every single day. And if I don't do that, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, there's no power to this. I'll get high later, or I'll get coffee on my way, but I just don't feel centered okay and so for me that's my ritual that's my center it's like uh Mm -hmm. like japanese tea making yeah you know like i have like a little joint machine roller Mm -hmm. and i use like these special papers and then like i grind the weed fresh every morning and then i just sit there and i roll like a little cubana making cigars you know (laughs) and i finish my joint i look at it with pride and i'm like i did this and then i walk downstairs and this is all in my head and if you look at me i just look like i'm just being normal but in my head these are like achievements unlocked every five minutes i'm like i did this and then i did this and then i put on pants and then i went downstairs yeah and then i go and then i get my coffee and i you know it's like you know, I don't grind it myself because it's too loud. So I just, you know, I make sure to buy fresh coffee, mm-hmm. put it in there, sit down, watch it baked, watch the coffee drip. And then I drink my coffee and then I just have this overwhelming sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And like that alone, just that feeling, if you can put it into a pill, I don't need anything else in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't need drugs. I don't need alcohol. I don't need anything. Just just the pill with a sense of like, I did it. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to call it. It's, I think... Maybe it's different for you, but, like, the combination of, like, the calming... Uh, well, for some people, they get the paranoia, but most people get, like, the calm from the weed and do, then that yeah. kick from the coffee. Yeah, I guess... Uh, so my buddy, Anthony uh, uh, O'Connell out of New York... Shout out to you, Anthony O'Connell. Love you, baby. Uh, <laughs> he calls it the hippie speedball. Okay. So, you, you know, it's like... You know, like, his people's, like, heroin and coke. Uh-huh. This hippie speedball is just weed and coffee. Mm-hmm. I totally subscribe to that. Yeah. Uh, every So every day I do that. Uh, and uh, it, it hasn't steered me wrong yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Okay. What follow-up questions do you have? Um, how early do you have to wake up to be able to do this ritual every morning? <sighs> okay. It has to be a natural wake up. Okay. If it's an alarm, I'm already like too fucked up, mm-hmm. miserable to 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 do it. So I normal I actually wake up normally every day six thirty a.m. Okay. Wow. That's like I need an alarm an alarm to wake up that early. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. For me, I just do it, uh-huh. and then I wake up, and then I'm like, all right. If I don't have to, anything to do, or if I have to work later, I just go back to sleep, mm-hmm. and then I let the alarm fuck me up. I don't believe in that. Yeah. All right. We all have our natural wake up. You know, if mm-hmm. we figure out what our natural sleep patterns are, and it's, I feel like it's individual for everybody, we could be the most optimal human beings. I don't know what mine is. I just know that at 6.30 in the morning, I wake up, and I'll get up, and I'll do my shit. No matter how late you've gone to sleep the night before? Usually, yeah, unless it's like three hours. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's like three hours or less, I can't even sleep at that point. Right. I think that's the circadian rhythm is three hours, I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Is it like related to REM? Yes. Or REM? <laughs> yeah, no, REM. I love the band. Yeah. So it's, it's, the, it's related to their music. Great, good. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was their latest album, is Circadian Rhythm. Of course it was. Yeah, no, I'm just no? kidding. Oh, okay. No, okay. I'm just kidding. I, I rolled my eyes so hard because I, I thought that was real. Well, I just got whiplash from it. I think I'm going to have to call a fucking lawyer. Hinarte, Hinarte. I'm going to call those two guys. Uh, yeah, so, um, so, every, so every morning I do that, and uh, I started... If if it behooves me, I'll take it to the next level and I'll do mm-hmm. I'll run an errand. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I did that today. Mm-hmm. To this morning, I woke up, rolled a joint, made my coffee, uh, started working on some other stuff. And then I went to Target and I bought a thumb drive. 
Okay. How, it, how big? 16 gigs. Damn. How uh, much was that now? 11.99. What? Can you believe that shit? No. Can you believe? No. Do you remember when floppy disks were about $2 million? Yeah. Do you remember that shit? <laughs> I remember that. Oh, man. Storage. Yeah. What? No. But now they're, they're 11.99. I went to Target. I went, I, went to to, I went to Target yeah. with my coffee. I'm a little. Oh, you br- okay? You bring your I, coffee. I bring my coffee. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Phil's Coffee. Yeah. Uh, in Glendale, I do like to support local small businesses. I do. Uh, they have the best coffee in the world. Phil's with a Z. Phil's with a Z. Phil's Coffee in Glendale, and they have these cute little Contigo thermoses. So mm-hmm. I, t- I always take my coffee with me, uh, and I went to Target. Yeah. And I walked around. I, I asked people questions. You know, which is huge for me because I'm a I'm a very bad uh, recovering codependent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have very bad anxiety and uh, well, social anxiety and, and uh, self esteem issues. I will walk around somewhere lost for hours without asking for help because I feel too guilty to ask for help. Yeah, and that's just a learned behavior over my childhood and my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on that now. But you know what helps with that? Weed, coffee, and weed. Coffee, coffee and weed. Because yeah. then I'm peppy, and then I'm I'm already in a good mood. Mm-hmm. So I'll walk up to you and be like, "Hi." Where can I find thumb drives? Easy as that. Just little incremental victories. Whereas before you would have just searched forever and just felt awful. And then left eventually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not even gotten anything. Nah, probably not. Wow, that's like deep seated. Yeah, it's bad. Damn. Yeah, it's uh it I guess you know our uh, fellow bruja and friend of ours, Anna Valenzuela, mm-hmm. she got me on these books that helped me realize exactly what was going on with me. Oh my god, of course she because she's an amazing angel. She's my sister from the West Coast. Yeah, yeah that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And uh one of the things that I realized that does help me is a daily ritual. Mm-hmm. I gotta have it. If I don't have it, I feel lost. Yeah. And I feel like it's something that I'm doing for myself. I feel like people I feel like rituals, whether they have some kind of supernatural connection or if they're just mundane as making coffee, um, the energy that you put into it mm. is tantamount to what you get in return. If I put a lot of energy into making a cup of tea, I'm going to enjoy that fucking cup of tea. Yeah. And, and that's something that you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, You're not doing it for anybody else. Uh, you don't go to church for your sister. I mean, you might pray for her, but don't, you don't go for her. You go for yourself. Yeah. If you if you subscribe to that, because you're like, well, my soul, I want my soul to go to heaven, you know, or if you, you know, what's, what are some rituals? Just random. Go. Um, exercising. That's exercising, yeah. right? You're not exercising so Jenny loses weight. Right. You're exercising so you lose weight. It's for you. Yeah. That's right. That's for you, boo-boo. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, start prioritizing myself and mm-hmm. taking care of myself in all aspects, emotionally, physically, everything. And uh, it's really, it's really, I kind of think the timing for me doing this podcast is kind of dope because I am kind of starting to realize that like my rituals are important to me and yeah. like the things that I normally sacrifice for other people uh, without, and again, not their call. That's on me. I just do it myself. I'm mm-hmm. like the, you know, the, the, in, 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 um, in classic literature, like it's the the concept of the Madre Dolorosa or like mm-hmm. the Hecuba, the, the the weeping mother, you know, the the one who sacrifices for everything, you know, mm-hmm. that's a learned behavior. I learned from my mom. Yeah, I learned to just give up on the things that I love, and you know what? I love more than anything the simplicity of rolling a joint and making my own cup of coffee and yeah. then just sitting there and then just enjoying that mm-hmm. for one fucking moment. Do you ever play music while you're waiting for your? 
I do. I do. Like this morning, it was Coco cried like a bitch. Aww. I went to no, but it's true. It's yeah. true. I love it because it's it's uh you know you're just getting me in the feels right now. Yeah, because like a lot of people are like. You know we're 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 overwhelmed right now in in America with everything. Everything is too much. Everything is turned to eleven. Everything, the technicolor is too bright. You know, mm-hmm. with with everything in society, and you know, a lot of people shut down as a defense mechanism. I've shut down for the past five years. I haven't really felt my let myself feel emotions. Yeah, you know, and definitely, I've noticed at least once a day I'll do I'll watch something or listen to something that just makes me feel something. Mm-hmm. And this morning it was remember me reunion version in Spanish of Coco <laughs> on Spotify on the uh the official soundtrack album. Fuck, I'm gonna have to listen to that and ugly cry later. Oh, I ugly cried so hard this I was like at the bus stop just sitting there hitting a vape pen cry with my coffee. Uh-huh. I'm just like I will remember you just <laughs> ugly crying. And I wanted to take a picture because my eyes were puffy. Like, uh-huh. really just going for it. You know, I should have gotten an award, to be honest <laughs> with you. Maybe like a silver globe, you know what I'm saying? Like a some- silver globe. Something, you know? Like, it was good. It was a good cry. Um, and I've started doing that uh, kind of too. Not, mm-hmm. not necessarily the crying, but like something that's funny or something that makes me think. Mm-hmm. Just any anything. Um, just lets you be in your emotions. That lets me be in my emotions for just a minute mm-hmm. and let me enjoy that and, yeah. and be like okay i'm a person you know i as a as a recovering codependent as a adult child of an alcoholic family mm-hmm. we are taught that our emotions are incorrect yeah we're taught that it's not okay to feel that you need mm-hmm. to adapt and change to whoever you're around because you need to make them happy yeah um that's also just a big part of latino culture too it is and a lot of latino families have alcoholism mm-hmm. and, and you know uh, as long uh, as well as like native american like irish you know like there's just like these cultures that gravitate towards that and you know i'm sure there's science and statistics there i am not a scientician or a, <laughs> or a stadion or anything yeah. like that okay uh but definitely in latino cultures mm-hmm. um fuck what was i saying uh, being in the motions. Right. Yeah. So you're taught that shit. And for me, uh, one, like, I guess what's becoming my ritual and I, it has been for the past month, every day, solid mm-hmm. has been making myself, not making, allowing myself to feel something right. in, in for a moment, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, anger, sadness, rage, joy, silliness, whatever it is, mm-hmm. at least once a day, I just sit in it and I don't care what, where I am. I don't care who's walk, who uh-huh. I'm talking to. I don't give a fuck. If I just start crying at the back of a mic for no fucking reason, leave me alone. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Trust me on this. It's good. Good to know. It's good. Yeah. 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 So if you're listening to this in New York, just let it ride, baby. Yeah. Let it ride. I'm feeling my feels right now. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, I, that's becoming something for me too. I really like that because, like, I, I've been, I've kind of dealt with the same stuff as you, where I've just like held back with my emotions, really uncomfortable crying in front of people, and I've kind of been trying to be more um, comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, like I, even I still struggle with it. Like I don't like to anyone to see me cry, even the people close to me, because I just feel weak, and yeah. I know that's like really, it doesn't make sense, and it's unfair, because like they'll love me still, but yeah. it's just I don't know. I don't, but I don't. You don't. I don't know about you, but like, I don't see that. I don't see an option of them loving me after revealing my okay. true self. Yeah. Like that's the that's the fallacy. That's not mm-hmm. true. If they don't like you for who you are, then fuck them. And if they do like you for who you are, then then you know they really like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like a I, very good and point. and it's just true and it's just something I 
am working on accepting. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I have uncovered basically a whole path to living my life differently. Mm-hmm. And I just started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that for me, that's you just start observing people. You start listening really to what people are saying. And you're just like, oh, I don't like you. Yeah. Or like, oh, you're, wow, you're so kind. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, you just start opening yourself up. Um, I think that's important. I think it's important to do that every day because emotions are like a muscle. If you don't work them, they atrophy and they die. Yeah. You know, you just start getting numb and numb and numb. And by the time you realize that you're like, fuck, do I even love the person that I live with? Or do like, do I love anything? It or just like, kind of kills you slowly. It does. Yeah. It does. And it's, it's, it's such a shame because we have emotions for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the ability to love. We have the ability to hate. We have all of this shit that like, dude, we should, like, how do we have this? Yeah. You know, like total stoner thing, but like how, how are we the ones that feel things? Like we're the only ones, we're the only species of animals that feel things. No, I think dolphins and chimps love too, right? Yeah. Or close enough to it. But like, like, fuck, we have feelings, dude. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like we can be walking down the street and all of a sudden we're happy, sad, strangling somebody and then laughing about it. Yeah. You know? I remember something that happened like, Years ago, and we're just like, ugh. Right. Or would you see a leaf and we start crying because we're like, sometimes I wish I was the Hulk. You know, <laughs> my na na na. You know, just like all these things. Yeah. And um, and, we, and I just like, whether you come from a, a situation or, or, you know, psychological condition that, you know, numbs that or, or if you're just living today and what we have today, you know, we start numbing it. Mm-hmm. We do. It's true. But yeah. um, have you ever? Can't. Yeah. Have you ever turned on any like friends or or significant others to the the same morning ritual? I talk about it. So uh, so the thing the thing that I like to do, and as dumb as it may be, is uh, I like to take selfies mm-hmm. of myself stoned. Yeah. And I think I've that, seen Tim. Have you seen yeah. Tim? Yeah. They out there. <laughs> we out here. Uh, hashtag stone selfies because. There's a stigma to to pot in this country mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, and I think it's loosened up over the years. But it's important to continue that push. Yeah, and it's definitely something that I do. Uh, so I try to turn people onto it as well. So like I, I, uh, I'm not a good drinker, but I don't have like the thing where I want to drink all the time. Same. Luckily, yeah. I just know that I I just can't drink. I just can't. Like New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve. Fucking Anna told me the story of what happened to me. Because I was not there mentally. Uh-huh. I fucking blacked out, you know, fell on my face, almost got into a fight with 12 white boys, jumped into a <laughs> lift, jumped out of the lift five minutes later into the night of LA. Like, just ha- like, and it's like, that's just not, that's me, but clearly not me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It feels like you're being told about someone else when you hear these stories. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at this point, like 10 years of, of doing that, I feel like I have a twin brother mm-hmm. at this point where I'm just like, oh, Charlie? That yeah. guy's a fucking wild card. <laughs> Charlie Delgado? Uh-huh. You don't want to... Don't look at him sideways, boo He'll try to fight you. He won't swing, but he'll try. You know, yeah. like, just shit like that. Uh, so, yeah, so I don't do that. I, I, I don't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I gave it up at this point, which is fine. Um, but the thing that kind of replaced... I realized the reason that I, I even got that drunk was because I, I had like a anxiety moment. Yeah. I had a moment where I was just like, if I don't leave right now, I'm going to lose my mind because I'm afraid of what this person thinks of me or I'm afraid mm-hmm. of, you know, how this person's looking at me or it's just, it's just fear. It's just mm-hmm. complete fear and um, not having that self-esteem to be like, I belong in this room for a moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
So then I, you know, just start drinking to kill the nerves and then you just keep going and going and going. And then by the time you realize it, you know, you're wearing a curtain as a cape. Yeah. <laughs> There's no curtains in this bar, Cindy. <laughs> I don't know how I got the curtain, but I got it. Yeah. And now you're so stupid, man. I'm jumping off the bars. Okay. Um, so, 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 so I, no I, more jumping off bars and no, no more jumping off bars, nothing like that. And so there is this thing called weed maintenance mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, if, if you're not really a drinker and you're, you know, working on the behaviors that are the problem, um, just smoking pot or CBD or anything like that mm-hmm. regularly kind of just helps keep you level until you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely something that I subscribe to. I believe in it. And I've tried I don't tell people what to do anymore. Right. You know, uh, I used to be Mr. Advice, Mr. Therapist. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's over. So I don't tell, if I see somebody that's, you know, drinking a lot or doing stuff, you know, that's your business. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me how I did it or how I stopped, you know. I'll tell you. So okay, so if, if you're approached, you'll you'll give the goods, but you're not like just. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not. Uh, here. That's such a good way to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. It's just it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you don't want to be that friend that's just like you know the parent. Yeah, you know I'm not as Anna would say I'm not your mom. Yeah. I'm not your mom. I'm not your I'm not your papa. I'll cry for you. Yeah. I'll cry for you if you play "Remember Me" on guitar, <laughs> but I'm not your father. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I. I what I like to say now is just like, hi, I'm Carlos. I'm not sorry for that. Yeah. That's what I, <laughs> that's because like my immediate thought used to be, I'm so sorry that I'm even here right now, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't tell people what to do, but if they ask me what I do to just like keep level, uh, pot and coffee, mm-hmm. mostly maybe, maybe, and just do something for yourself every day. Yeah. That's, a, and so that's what I try to do every day is something for myself. The other day I got a haircut. Just for me. And a very nice haircut. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, it's got a haircut for me. So that's that's become my daily ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're part of, and you'll know, if you're listening to this and you're just kind of like, that seems kind of familiar. It is actually part, I actually kind of cobbled this together from a book called Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Am? Mm-hmm. And another book called Codependent No More. Mm-hmm. So both of these books have been instrumental in kind of helping me turn around my, my life. I was like, I was ready to quit stand up in January. Sunday. Oh, shit. I was locked up in my room upstairs, depressed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I knew why pretty much, but I didn't know. I know. I didn't know how come why. Yeah. You know, really, truly, how come why? Because it's been for years like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it hits a pinnacle. I was just, I was, <laughs> I was, I was telling Anne, I was just like, I think I'm going to start DJing. And she was like, no, stop it. Cut. Where are you? I'm coming <laughs> to you. If your friend texts you, I'm thinking about becoming a DJ, go to them. They need help. No one wants to really be a DJ, okay? No one falls into that, all right? No. Be a friend. Don't let your friend become a DJ. Be a friend. Don't, become, don't let your friend become a DJ. And uh, yeah, so I, so I got those two books. And from those two books, I cobbled together this kind of idea of just being like, center yourself every day because every day... Every day is a challenge, but the only challenge you have to get through is that day. Mm. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about yesterday. You just have to worry about that day's challenge. Yeah. And so every day in the morning, I center myself. And then I start doing one thing for myself Mm -hmm. because I never care about myself. So one thing for myself, make my bed, get a haircut, go to Target and get, you know, get a thumb drive. But more importantly, ask someone for help. Right. Ask someone for help. Being able to just do these things for myself. Uh, is a way to help build self-esteem, a way to start building boundaries. Boundaries are so important. I don't have any. Got to build them. I don't have any. Yeah. None of my none of my past relationships have worked because no, no well no, no boundaries and also you know 
I'm dating girls with chokers in their 30s. I need to <laughs> fucking grow up already, you know? Um, <clears throat> by the way, shout out to you if you're a woman in your 30s with a choker. I see you, girl. <laughs> I'm working on myself, boo-boo. Get it. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's kind of like my, that's my, that's my daily ritual. Good. Yeah. Can I ask you stupid questions about the ritual? Anything you want. Um, okay, what is your favorite strain to smoke? Sativa in the morning, indica in the evening, mm-hmm. CBD all other times. Okay, okay. Uh, my favorite strain. See, and when I, when it comes to specific strains, not a snob. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm at the dispensary and someone recommends me a strain. I'll ask about more information about it. Yeah. There's only one strain that I've ever wanted and will travel to get. It's called Two O Two Headband. <laughs> it's a headband straight out of Washington D.C. When I lived there, I had a medical card, and it was out of the Capital City Care Dispensary in Washington, D.C., and the thing about headband is that when you smoke it, you feel like you're wearing a headband. I was going to ask. It actually it, creates a pressure around- 202 headband? And so 202 is the, the area code. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a specific brand, it's a brand of headband there, and I swear to God, it's the only weed where somebody told me, this is what happens when you smoke it, and it fucking happened. Yeah. Because every other strain just gets me high. Uh-huh. That's it. Like, if it's like, yeah, this is uh, Hobo Baby Buggy Bumper, <laughs> and if you smoke it, you're going to ride the trains with hobos. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to make coffee and watch Watch a movie. That's what's uh-huh. going to fucking happen. But 202 headband was the only one where it's just like, if you smoke this, it's going to feel like you're wearing a headband. And it felt like I was wearing a fucking headband. At first you were like, I don't feel shit. Sh- oh my. I feel like an angel was like holding my head like this. Uh-huh. I was just like, this is amazing. I've never felt like this before. That's so funny. It's so good. I love the branding. Just the specific like hometown pride for that. That's it. Because there's a headband out here, mm-hmm. but I haven't been able to find it. Okay. Yeah. I've, che- I've, I've checked. I've been on Leafly. Uh-huh. I've been on Weed Finder. Yeah. I've, been all- I've asked the streets. <laughs> I'll go out there and be like, yo, you heard of this headband? Where's that 202 Where's headband? Where's that Not 202. That's only in D.C. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so there's di- different headbands from, okay, from different So areas. here it would just be headband. Mm-hmm. But the 202 is specific to D.C. because that's mm. the area code in D.C. It's the now 202. I wonder what makes it feel like you have a headband. I don't know, man. I think it's got to be in the, what is it? What do they say? The, the terpenes? Mm. I mean, the yeah. terpenes? The terps. The terps? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, maybe because it's just, you know, it's a divine plant. Yeah. I don't know what it is, you know? The Something. science. I don't know. It's God science. I don't know what it is. God science. It's God science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they teach in school. Oh, yeah. God science. Yeah. <laughs> what if you're that kid where everybody's learning science and your mom writes a note that says <laughs> you're only going to teach him about creationism? What do you do? What do they do then? Um, they make, so they make a class, right? Uh-huh. And they put the kid in that class. Does that make him dumb? Like, if he grows up learning that way? In my book, that makes that kid, well, that maybe not dumb, but like misinformed and um, disadvantaged. Oh, man. That's like being an ESL. Yeah. That's fucked up. No, that's reverse ESL. Reverse ESL. Because ESL, you're learning yeah. English. And in reverse ESL, you're unlearning science. Yeah. Damn. You think the earth is flat? Me? Personally? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No? No. Me neither. <laughs> but I'm okay with people believing it. I don't think it's hurting anybody. I think it's fine, but I also don't want to talk to those people. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Once they, once, once. Oh, I don't want to hear about their opinions on anything else. Ah, oh, that's that's crazy though, yeah. right? But you know what? That I think that stems from is a desire, a deep desire to control. Yeah. Because you're. 
everything is so. Oh, wild. I'm a huge control freak. Yeah. So you would be a perfect conspiracy theorist. Oh, I would be, but I'm I'm not because I'm I'm not an idiot. You're not an idiot. <laughs> See, okay. So number one, <coughs> yeah, sure. Most <laughs> people who prescribe <laughs> to, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> subscribe to or prescribe. Yeah. They. Yeah. I think it'll work if I prescribe. A conspiracy theory to someone as a doctor of insanity. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it works. So if you're if you're if you're given a prescription of uh, conspiracy theory, I think that for mm-hmm. there's a combination of factors. Number one, you may be a very skeptical person. Number two, you might not be well read. Yeah, you know. So when you do start reading the words of another person, even though they are bullshit, you might take it as dogma. Yeah, and so you, you're saying like, no, I read the proof. On this blog, yeah. you know, like so, there's definitely that. I like to hear about conspiracy theories, but I don't really, but I don't know. I can just kind of see like the holes in a lot of them, so yeah, it, it's it's hard to be like, yeah, man, that's what happened, dude. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. I worked for a year on Russian TV. Mm-hmm. I was on a TV show called Redacted Tonight, and it was hosted on the network called RT America, which is Russia Today America, based uh-huh. out of Washington D.C. We were like five minutes away from the White House. And so every day I would go to work uh, as a TV writer and producer and actor and all that shit. I was like, it's like the Daily Show, but yeah. like knockoff version. Was it on, but it aired in Russia? No. No? Here is RT America. So it's like BBC oh, okay, America. Okay. So it's like sense. BBC yeah. America. So yeah, it was on TV. Mm-hmm. It was on TV channels, RT America on Hulu and YouTube and all that shit. Like every once in a while, somebody would walk up to me and be like, are you Carlos? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I love you on RT America. <laughs> I was like, why are we whispering? They're like, I don't want my friends to know that I watch Russian TV. And I was like, good, don't tell them who I am. I'm embarrassed too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, no, I was never embarrassed. Um, no, because the guy who does the show, Lee Camp, actually is super funny and like intelligent and person who believes in what he does. And I always mm-hmm. respected him for that. Um, what I always felt weird about was like, the surrounding of it yeah. being like, well, nobody's taking us seriously because we're on Russia's BBC America. Right, right. Like that sucks because we're doing good work, but nobody will fucking listen to mm-hmm. us. And the show's still going on. It's doing it's doing well, and I'm very proud of everybody that works on Look there. So shout out to you guys. Uh, but this is all pre-election that you worked there. Yeah. Okay. It's pre-election. Uh-huh. So I'm glad. I'm kind of glad I got out. Yeah, yeah. I'm Who knows glad what that, I, that shitstorm must have been like? Oh, <laughs> man. And that's the that was the that was the first time I moved to LA, which I was from from DC. But anyways, uh, so a lot of people are just like, oh, man, fucking Russia colluded, you know, fucking Russia's in our networks, fucking Russia's in, you know, and they're like, Carlos, what do you know about Russia? And I'm like, it's a bunch of idiots, man. (laughs) Honestly, I swear to God, you know, like it was just people trying to do news network level interviews with like Skype. Like it's just, you know, it's just people who don't know what they're doing at all. And it's just people. I'm I'm honestly surprised the checks cleared every two weeks, (laughs) to be honest with you, because I thought they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. They're just people. You're right. They're just people like you or me. Mm -hmm. It's just one or two high ranking officials on both sides, I'll co-op Trump's words, on both sides <laughs> are assholes. Yeah. You know? Trump's an asshole. Putin's an asshole. Whoever is directly below Trump and whoever's directly below Putin, probably also an asshole. Yeah. But when you get to the the level of like intern or like staff writer, bitch, I'm not involved. Yeah. I'm not affiliated. You're just trying to make TV. I'm just trying to make TV. And it's just a bunch of idiots running around, and myself included. I'm one of the idiots as mm-hmm. well. Just running around just trying to make it work. 
so that's like I like to I like to when people ask me about Russia because some people know that I worked for them they'll be like what was it really like man yeah. and I'll be like I'm sorry to shatter every single conspiracy you have in your head but here's the reality they forgot how to pay us do you yeah. understand what I'm saying <laughs> they were just like yeah we put the checks in but we don't know what happened mail you gotta mail them yeah anyways uh, they have the money in the account what is a, what, what these account <laughs> my boss was just a bear on a tricycle yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whimsical. What was his name? Uh, Igor. Igor. Well, naturally. <laughs> yeah. Naturally. Uh, I- Igor, Igor. Igor, Igor? Yeah. Igor, Igor the bear? Igor, Igor the bear. Of the <laughs> Connecticut Igors. Of the Connecticut Igors. Of the Connecticut Igors, yeah. Proud. So proud. Uh, yeah, so that's, so, uh, so try, I guess trying to somehow tie it back. Yeah. Um, and you were doing your ritual then, right? No. Oh, this was before 26. Yeah, this was 25, oh. cusping into 26. 26, I started to smoke pot mm-hmm. uh, as well because I was, I got that medical card for the first time, so I did regularly start to smoke, but it wasn't the, it wasn't with the purpose that I have now. Yeah, and so that I think that's important too. It's being able to take an action and change the purpose behind it can change the action altogether. Mm-hmm. Me just smoking weed in the middle of the afternoon is different from me waking up in the morning and preparing my marijuana with purpose and mm-hmm. then smoking it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was smoking back then, but not in the way that I am now, yeah. uh, which I would say maybe like a year ago I started smoking like this. Right. And, and you know, smoking with my coffee and, like, and I got to do something with it. Mm-hmm. I got to write. I got to do something. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, there is a stigma behind, you know, potheads being lazy and stuff like that. And we are. But who the fuck isn't? Yeah. I'm also a stand-up comic. It's amazing I can do anything. We need something to to get through the day. Because most of us, like, stand-up is not all we do. We have a job that actually pays us. And then we go do stand-up at night for free. Mm-hmm. For years. And even yeah. when I was doing it for um, for money, you know, it was... During the day, I was preparing myself, or I was being depressed. Mm-hmm. Either way, I was occupied. Yeah, you know? like so. It's, it's I don't know. It just it, yeah. Yeah, vices are fine, it, and marijuana is not really hurting anybody. So no, I and and that's that's the message that I hope people can take away from here. Number one, uh, pussy money weed codeine. <laughs> Number two, um, when <laughs> every action should have a purpose. Agreed. Don't just do something to do it because then you're just distracting yourself. You're ignoring a feeling inside of you. If you are just, you know, binging something on Netflix, you're not really enjoying it, are you? You know, what are you hiding from? What are you running from? Don't be afraid to look inside and be like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. What's going on today? So, I don't know. I, I think that's important. Good. I think that's a good place to to end things on. Thanks, oh, Carlos. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>